Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. The theme of this birthday party is birthday party. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I got totally, totally bamboozled. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I know, I know, whales and dolphins aren't fish. Don't at me. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I don't craft. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today, you guys, we have an awesome mailbag. You're going to hear the letter first and then the mailbag cue, and you're going to see why. This is from Cammie. She says, my reasons for writing are twofold. I love your podcast. I look forward to it so much each week. You strike a perfect balance between making me laugh and providing me with useful information. That's awesome. We love it so far. My kids are seven, five, and three, and I love hearing the reminder that things almost assuredly get better. Oh my God. Thoughts and prayers, Cammy, because that's the exact same age gap I have, but I'm in a much better place at 12, 10, and eight than you are. Cammy says, secondly, I wrote you a mailbag song. I know you already have one, but if you'd like to hear my mailbag song, even to just make you chuckle, here it is. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. Time for mailbag. Wait, wait, wait yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the mailbag. Amy and Margaret, look and see. Oh, yeah. Is there a letter in your bag to read? I know it's hard to remember, but try. Read me the letter. The sooner the that was amazing. Uh, that's amazing. I love that she works in the part that we always forget. And this time we didn't forget. How could you forget with a mailbag queue like that? Here's the thing, friends. Send us emails. Tell us how you're liking the show. Please, also, what you could do is tell your app how you're liking the show by rating and reviewing us. It's true. If you do love us, that would be so helpful. We need those ratings and reviews for new people to find the show. And keep the mailbag songs coming, know, friends. I we'll know. have 40 mailbag songs. <laughs> I'm here for it. We love listener feedback and we use listener feedback to create today's episode. This was pretty much whole cloth what people were talking about on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash what Fresh Hellcast? Margaret, you called me and said, well, I know what we're talking about next episode. Yes, because I recorded an Ask Margaret, which we'll link to, can we go gift free at birthday parties? Mm -hmm. And then 
I came in hot saying, not only can we go gift free, we need to be gift bag free. And then a lot of people had a lot of thoughts about birthday parties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have some new thoughts about birthday parties. And we're going to be talking about all things birthday parties today. We have to give a tip of the hat to David Aylwine, who loves to come in hot. And he got this conversation started by saying, you know, in reaction to this episode, I'm going to read what he said. He said, these days with the birthday parties... David's got twins. We're now having complex themes, color stories, live entertainment. Look, I am a gay man that owns a cry cut machine. I love to overdecorate. He says, I'm up front for an obscenely detailed tablescape with blinged out labels that name a bowl of pretzels. I'm just saying, quoth David, maybe it's time we check ourselves a bit on the birthday parties. What is, do you know the apparatus that he refers to? A cry yes. cut thing? Yeah, it's like Beaky can cut out paper and fabric in like crazy fancy ways and create fringe. Like if you're like a primary school teacher and we're all going back to school and you have like little worms munching apples with the kids' names on that, you might be using a cry cut machine to make... A cry cut machine. The, the decorations and the edges, borders. If crafty is a spectrum, I am on the dead inside and not interested end of that spectrum. I don't craft. But you do make birthday cakes because one of my like tips for today is like a really easy birthday cake. That's very interesting to me that if it was a ship, it would tip over. It's all birthday cake decoration for you and then you're done for the year. That's correct. I think that I chose that because I knew I didn't want to do anything else crafty. And my parties are always like run around in the backyard and hit each other with sticks. That's the theme of the party. But here's a great cake. The fundamental goal of any birthday party is to have it be non-offensive to memorable for your child in the future mm -hmm. to be either forgettable or like a slightly warm memory. That's all <laughs> we're going for. Right. And in that way, I agree with David that we are overshooting the mark at this point in as a society. You're losing the thread. Yeah. Lindsay says, are we having the parties to impress other adults or to truly serve the kids? If I'm being honest, it's a combination of both. Yes, but I, although I am not one of them, a true love is to stand with people who you don't agree with, Amy. And I'm about to do that right now. So brace yourself. <laughs> I want to speak in full solidarity with people who birthday parties is their jam. I know some of them and they're amazing at it. And while it's fun to goof on them and goof on them, I do. I also don't think we should yuck their yums. If you love it and you're getting something out of it, and so is your kid, most importantly, not as an afterthought, right? Then I guess it's fine if you have the money, if you have the time. It's absolutely fine. And if it's your, it's like telling someone who loves to dance, like, stop dancing, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's a wrong thing to do to goof on people. Yeah, but dancing's free, though. I mean, on most occasions. I mean, freedom isn't free, Amy. That's what I'm coming back with. Like, dancing's free. I guess I have a friend and a neighbor who is extremely physically attractive, lives in a very nice and well-kept home. For book club, I'm like, I ordered two pizzas. I'm sorry, they're cold. I got them a while ago. That's my book club. Her book club involves like four different tiered platters. It's like an English tea service apparatus with like a golden handle upon it. Like it's a whole thing. Like at the Ritz in London, I can picture it. Yeah. And it has a theme. Often the theme is based on the book and she has crafted some sort of soup. I don't know. It's a thing. And I do like to goof on her for it. But at the same time, I have mad respect for it. 
And I'm sure you're like super psyched to go. Yeah. Like you're really psyched when book club is at her house instead of your house, right? Tonight we dine. Tonight we dine. And also like, if that is how you express yourself, I don't think it's fair to goof on people. I mean, I do like to goof on people, so I don't want to limit my options here, Amy. But <laughs> I don't think it's fair to actually tear at people who are good at parties and find a lot of joy in them. Well, I'm going to quote Lindsay here. This might be the same Lindsay I was talking about before. No, this is a different Lindsay because she is unapologetically new Lindsay, popular name. She says, I'm an over the top birthday party person. I pick a theme, stress out about making it perfect. I make everyone who helps me hate my craziness, but I love it. I love the details, love the compliments, love how my kids feel special I don't do them every year, but the years I'm feeling into it, I go big-ish. I'm having a petting zoo on my deck for the twins' birthday in October, says Lindsay. (laughs) I mean, hashtag respect. (laughs) One of my kids is very into fist bumping people and saying respect. That's his thing. And I virtually fist bump Lindsay and say respect. I'm all for it. I think David's point is well taken. If it's really just for you about like, the arms race that is goodie bags, like, let that go. That's not interesting to me. But if it is a way that you like to express yourself that you find is fun, like, I could get a Carvel or a sheet cake just as well as I could make a Harry Potter themed cake that is very beautiful. And I'll find a picture to post of it. But I like to do, I like to do the cakes. I don't know why. I find it fun and interesting. I like to think about it. I like to imagine. I like to bring it to life. So the problem isn't that anybody has a petting zoo on their back deck. The problem is that then now I feel like I have to do the petting zoo on my back deck because Emily did last month. That's correct. Right. This is where it all starts to go wrong. You can't look at other people's parties and be like, if she did a petting zoo, I have to do a blah, blah, blah. One thing we should visit quickly is birthday parties back in the day, because you have a (laughs) beloved story about a birthday party from back in the day, which I would like you to tell right now. My favorite birthday memory as a child. I was just asked this. It was my birthday last week, actually. And somebody was like, what's your most memorable birthday? Happy birthday to Amy. And I made sure to say that, oh, my husband threw me like a wonderful milestone birthday party that I loved. But the most shining childhood memory was we were in the Poconos and we were staying in what I think was a camper. I have to ask my mom about this, but I remember this. It was my sixth or seventh birthday. And we had people over as into like the patch of ground right outside said camper. And a man, a bearded man who I did not know came to my birthday party. And I remember him like holding a can of beer in his hand and giving me a dollar. And I just no one had ever lived like that before. I had a, got a dollar from a stranger. I was like, anything can happen. If like anybody is coming up to me and just giving me money on my birthday, the most important thing in the world. I loved it. Yeah. The heart of the story is the heart of the piece, right? Which is, you know, a bearded man who was almost certainly smoking a cigarette as well as inhaling <laughs> yes, a beer. I'm sure. Ashes dangling. Yes. Just handed you a dollar. Like it does it. That's all it really takes. But I also think the kind of, you know, we didn't have parties back in our day like this. We did and we didn't. Like we certainly had bir- our birthday parties always was Baskin Robbins cake and our cousins came over. And I always wore, I always had, a, I liked dressing up. So I always had like a party dress. Like I would have a very specific outfit for the day. Nice. So yes. And I certainly have vivid memories of that event. And like people took time out to share 
you know, my special day. I loved going to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Or Showbiz Pizza. Haley gave a shout out to Showbiz Pizza and I looked it up. It's hilarious. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's like a down market Chuck E. Cheese, if you can believe such a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not quite as nice as Chuck E. Cheese, you guys. Right. It's like a country bear jamboree kind of thing. Really funny commercial from the 80s that I'll put in the show notes. I was a McDonald's person. And what amazes me when you go back, like to have a party at McDonald's. Again, are you actually the Queen of England right now? Could anything be better than having your birthday party at McDonald's? And I don't know what my kids were asking me. Because I was telling them about my McDonald's birthday parties in my youth. I'm like, well, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, we ate our hamburgers and then we waited for the cake to come out. I don't really remember. We hung out at McDonald's. Wait a minute. I know exactly what you did because this was my dream. You hung out at McDonald's with your friends, which was amazing. You were like <laughs> at a McDonald's without your parents. Food folks and friends. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to Google and see if I can find, not to step on your uh, territory, Amy, but I have to try to find... The McDonald's birthday cake was, to me, the height of extravagance. It had, like, candy lettering on top. Does this ring a bell? Yes. Samantha says she can still taste the pressed sugar balloons. And I'm like, right, they were like a saltine. You could snap it. Oh. And just terrible. Oh, I'm getting joy chills right now. Mm-hmm. Total joy chills. The most processed thing you've ever tasted. And delicious. At least to a child. Delicious. And those were good times. Great memories. That's the trick that we've run into is you don't really need a spa bus to pull up and give like 12 Mm -hmm. eight-year-olds mani-pedis. Like you don't need it. Again, if that's your jam and if you run a spa bus company, God bless you. Like I hope lots of people (laughs) use it. But I do think that the arms race aspect is what people are pushing back against a little bit. I will say for the record that I'm not bitter, but it is several decades later. And I will say that it was my only dream in life was to host my birthday party at McDonald's. And my mother, who prided herself on the Baskin, the classiness of Baskin Robbins. I believed that McDonald's was too tacky and would not let me have my birthday party there. And I still, I reel at the memory. Like it was my dream to be at McDonald's. My mom, not wrong, thought McDonald's were dirty and gross and didn't want to go. She wasn't wrong, but it wounds. My friend, Sean Conroy, he's a comedian. He has a podcast called The Long Shot Podcast that's really funny. And he just on a recent episode was telling a story that I have definitely heard him talk about before because we've been friends for a long time. When he was around eight years old, he got in trouble for something he did at school. I forget what it was. It wasn't like set fire to the school. It was like eight-year-old trouble, whatever it was. And his brother also got in trouble for the same thing. And his brother like got dessert taken away for a week. And Sean's punishment was his eight-year-old birthday party was canceled. He did not get to have his birthday party. (laughs) I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. He has maybe never recovered for that. So he's going to see, he said one day he's going to be 58 and he's going to have his eighth birthday party and invite everybody who would have come. (laughs) Be like, how was your life? How'd it work out for you? My overall takeaway from this is that to quote death of a salesman, attention must be paid, right? Like your kid (sighs) wants something, but it doesn't have to be a petting zoo on your back deck unless that's your jam, I guess. But I think there are ways we can make this a little easier because we got to do something, but it can be a little easier than maybe it has become. Agree. All right. We're going to tackle those things after the break. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. 
Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, I have to just pick up where we left off and tell a very brief story, which is that when we were children, my dad as part of his work, came in contact with some extremely wealthy people. And he was talking to one of these clients and he said something like, I'm exhausted because we have the child's birthday party. This was probably in the 80s. It's a very 80s kind of a story. (laughs) And he was like, oh, how was the party? And he said, it was a disaster. The elephant got loose. (laughs) And that was the story of the kid's birthday party. And I remember that story being told as if like, The story might as well have been like, I met an alien and at his alien space birthday party, there was an elephant. It was like the most ridiculous. We couldn't even conceive of the type of person who would have an elephant at a birthday party. And now I feel like that's kind of like, it's not exactly a Tuesday. It's not like, okay, you hear it of it every day. But like, this is the kind of overall bonkersness of what's going on at birthday parties. Yes. And we have another listener. I don't know what her real name is. She goes by SQDK on Facebook. I've tried to figure out what that stands for. I don't know. Could it be Sadiq? Sadiq. I'm going to call her Sadiq. All right. So Sadiq says that this is a COVID reset opportunity, this whole thing, and that we should use it and we should not let it roll back down the hill or up the hill, as it were, to elephants in the backyard. I'll quote Jen here. COVID has cut birthday parties off at the knees for us. They've turned into parties in our alley with the neighborhood kids riding bikes. We play music on our wireless speaker. We order pizza. The birthday kid's mom makes cupcakes and puts out juice boxes. That's it. And may we never go back. And so that's another point of view here that we can reset this in this moment. Couldn't agree more. I have in my notes for the show. This is one of those not going back to after COVID things. And I think it's really true. One of my kids had a May birthday. And one thing I will say that we have going for us is we have a yard, pretty big yard. Yes. 
and it's got some woods too. I mean, it's not huge, but it's enough room to really run around. And then there's a wooded area. And our birthday parties are come to the backyard and do whatever the heck you want in the yard. And the kids have a really good time. Like I leave out a soccer ball and stuff. It's basically the theme of the party is recess. Like come out and play. You're not allowed in the house. I'm sorry if you have to go to the bathroom. You're not allowed in the house. I mean, I may make an exception if you can really convince me you can't hold it. And then pizza is served an hour and a half in. And then cake is served an hour and 45 minutes in. And then everyone gets picked up at the two hour mark. Yep. Yep. And the cars are idling in the driveway at the two hour mark. Yeah, as they should be. Do not come late. Yeah. How old are these kids? Parents, this is drop and go, I'm assuming. This is drop and go, drop and go. This is another huge divide that I'm glad you brought up because we must address. Sure. The birthday party where you spend two hours of your Saturday sitting in the Jumperoo trampoline park is horrible. Horrible. Or the bowling alley. Talking to like, you know, some other person who doesn't want to be there, you know, it's awful. Right. And that's the must-stay party. That's for kids, probably a lot of people under eight. Don't you think eight's about the dividing line for the drop-off party? Yeah, it depends. Yes, unless you've made people like travel like 25 minutes to, I'm thinking of like a bowling alley that I had to take my kid to that was kind of near nothing. And we live in New York City. So I, yeah, I could have paid for another taxi to take me somewhere else, but it's not really worth it. And so then you are standing around. And so then those parents, to be fair, they're like, can I get you something to drink? Do you want some pizza? And like they entertained the grownups, but then they couldn't really enjoy their kid's birthday party either. So yeah, having the parents stick around is not great for anybody. I guess what I would argue is if your kids are too young to be dropped off at a birthday party to have peers that are dropped off, then they're just too young to have a birthday party. Then just have your sister come over one night and sing happy birthday after dinner. But I mean, counterpoint, I feel like the little kid birthday, I guess little kid birthday parties maybe are are kind of pointless. I always felt like for the little kids, it was more exciting, the idea of a birthday. I feel like by like 10, aren't you kind of over it? Like you just want to like get the stuff you want and, and be done with it. Yeah, although I have had some, you know, for clumped moments in my house when I suggest like, hmm, don't you think 12 is a little old? To- <laughs> oh, right? let me tell you. Let me tell you. Every time. This is the thing. It's what battles you are willing to fight. And like, this is not a battle I've chosen. Mm-hmm. I kind of do it up at the birthday party. My kids get gifts. We kind of do birthday parties. But yes, I have had conversations with all of my kids. Hmm, I really don't think we need 20 new pieces of plastic junk. You know, maybe we should try to just do a birthday trip. But then famously, I took all my kids together for one of the kids' birthdays to a resort that shall not be named, but not somewhere I particularly wanted to spend a lot of time. It was child-themed. And they did his door in a big banner and they made a big deal and they called him up and, you know, whatever the (laughs) character sung him happy birthday. It was a big to-do. And I was like, this is your birthday. And then, of course, we came home and he was like, cried for like a day being like, what do you mean there's no party? Like he didn't get it. And then I was like, all right, fine. We'll have a couple of friends. We had a party too. <laughs> right. I got totally, totally bamboozled. You know what's changed since I've become a parent? Because I'm my oldest kid is 18 now and I'm not throwing him birthday parties anymore. That's good. That's a good thing. Glad to hear it. His first birthday party. I mean, I do remember we had sort of like a happy hour thing and we invited over our friends, some of whom also had like babies on, you know, on their hip at that time. And we all had like a beer from five to six and sang happy birthday 
to my baby and then went home. And it's definitely a like, take a bow for the parents. You're thrilled. You made it once around the track. You actually kept this baby alive for a full year. It's something to celebrate. Definitely more for the parents than for the kid who is just like a little cranky and skipped his nap. But I feel like the first birthday party, now I see it, their children's first birthday parties are elaborate, are tense catering dunk tanks. They've been Kardashian, basically. They've been Kardashians. Yes. Like you see that like the elephant got loose. Like it's insane for a one-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. And always a theme, right? Always a color scheme and the napkins match the decorations. And so what I was going to ask you, like, when did that happen? Why is it the Kardashians? We have them to blame? Mm, I mean, probably. But I do think the first birthday party I can kind of see a little bit because it's mostly parent themed. So it gets more grown up. So it gets more like cocktaily expensive. I guess if you're into that. I mean, I also think that when you have kids at the same time as a lot of other people, like you're kind of desperate to get out somewhere you could right. bring the baby. Did you ever go? There was a little while where like discotheques were open to babies. <laughs> no, I missed that season. It was a trend when I lived in L.A. that like the clubs, it wasn't the Viper Room, but it would have been like like the tunnel, like the limelight, like a hot club. I'm so dating myself with these club references. I apologize. Studio 54 with me and Liza. Studio 54. It was amazing. It was a scene, baby. There were clubs would open and it was you could bring your baby and they would play music and have like bubbles. But only a baby like two and under. I think the kid had to be under five, maybe, or something. Yeah. And I went and I was like, I get it, but it doesn't really work for me. I don't know. I don't want a baby at a disco. And I don't think I want an elaborate first birthday party. I have a theory that I've just come up with listening to this story. The problem with putting a lot of effort into this stuff is that it starts to get very terribly important to you and like your own disappointment can start to become part of it as the party thrower. Yes. I'm thinking of a party one of my kids went to. I live in New York City. So you can't do the everybody come over and don't come inside and here's a stick. Like that sounds idyllic. Yeah, it's good. One parent through for her kid, I think the kids were turning 12, did rent out a nightclub, like a New York City nightclub. This was during the day, but the whole nightclub was rented out. There were bouncers. Parents were invited. A couple of us stuck around just to be like, what is this going to be like? It was a lot of pomp and circumstance. Let's put it that way. Most of the kids had fun. The kid whose birthday it was sat sullenly on the banquette looking at their phone the whole time because this party sucks and it's stupid. And... (sighs) The mom like trying to curry favor with the kid who wasn't having a good time. And it just, I don't know, like that seems almost like more likely to happen at a party where there's been a ton of forethought and planning and stress as opposed to like, here are all your friends in the backyard and don't come inside. Yeah, it's the classic expectation management. We are planning our once in a lifetime trip to Disney World right now. And this is like my theme. Let's just manage our expectations. We were supposed to go during COVID. We couldn't go. My kids have never been. I wanted to take them. I remember going as a kid. Now my kids are getting old. We're missing it. Is it possible that my 13 year old is going to decide he's too cool for it and like want to stare at his phone? I'm not going to get in his face and be like, you've got to have. Don't you understand? That's right. Whatever it is, it is. If somebody wants to hang at the pool, all day and go down the slide 50 times. I'm not going to be screaming. There's a mouse. We have to go meet. Like, let's all just say it's going to be what it's going to be. And I think if you can do birthday parties in that spirit, that is the right idea. God, we've had some birthday parties go terribly wrong. But my kids 
have really enjoyed being the center of attention and the cake. And I think you're right. You said it in the first segment, attention must be paid. As long as you check that box, you're done. Yeah. But I think like attention must be paid in the most perfect, wonderful way that it's ever been paid is where you end up with you've rented a disco and like the birthday child is miserable. You overshot the target. And attention must be paid to me, the loving parent who threw the best birthday party ever. If that starts to become the goal, then you've lost the script. And I have different kids who have different birthday party needs. I have a kid who thinks about this for like three and a half months and wants it very specific. (laughs) We had a Star Wars themed birthday party and I hired a Darth Vader to come. This gentleman showed up at my house, I will say probably 35 minutes late as I was trying to entertain a bunch of, I think like eight-year-olds. And he showed up and he was extremely muscular and good looking. And I believe that most of his home visits were probably for a different... (laughs) Activity than being dressed as Darth Vader. Yeah. Probably more like dressed as a naughty cop would be my idea. <laughs> Showbiz pizza for grownups. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows up and I'm like, oh, finally you're here. What do you do? You know, he's Darth Vader coming to my house and he's like, oh, we have fun. And I was like, okay, do you want me to tell the kids anything? He's like, no, no, we have fun. We have fun. He goes into my house. He dresses as Darth Vader. He has like an ancient boombox. He comes walking out with it. He tries to play the Star Wars theme. The boombox will not play. It's, it's really old. And then he starts kind of dancing as Darth Vader. The kids were just like looking at him in... <laughs> Total confusion. And I was like, this is such a night. I was flop sweaty. It was so awful. And then all of a sudden he pulls out his lightsaber. And I had given the kids like uh, pool noodles to be lightsabers. And no kid, he pulls this lightsaber out and some sort of like animal instinct kicks in. And the 13 to 14 kids just start assailing him, like beating him to death with pool noodles. Amazing. Like there's 13 kids just wailing on this guy. And that was the party. That's what they did for 45 minutes. He ran around the yard and they chased him and tried to kill him. And that was the party. I don't think Darth Vader runs, let alone dances. I don't think. The whole thing was like, this is very, there's some copyright infringement going on. There's copyright murder going on. Like Darth Vader would never dance like this. This is a terrible dance. And Darth Vader would never run around and scream in a Russian accent while he was attacked by kids with pool noodles. But that's what happened. And let me tell you, greatest party of our lives. The kids loved it. Pool noodles. I uh, grabbed a couple of these from our Facebook group because I thought some of these ideas were really good to like simple backyard party. This idea works like this party slams. One of them was a pool noodle tag. Anna said 10 out of 10 would recommend pool noodle tag. And somebody else said Nerf gun tag. Yeah. Pool noodles are the greatest thing you can give to a kid because they can hit each other really, really hard with it and not injure Mm -hmm. anybody. Perfect. Incredible. And so fun. I have a couple other quick ones. Anna said, my kid's party last week was me paying admission to the outdoor pool in town. The kids swam. We had cupcakes, juice, and watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really heavenly. And there's lifeguards. And there's lifeguards. That's a really good point. Right. There's sort of built-in activity. And Emily, I like this idea. She said, we used to do cookie decorating parties where the kids got to take home what they decorated and then blanks with a small container of icing and a thing of sprinkles. So the activity was the favor. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare to me. I just picture my kitchen after 13 kids decorate cookies with sprinkles. Maybe that's a three to four kid birthday party. Yeah, maybe little kid and control the numbers. All right. I think this is where we're going, though. We're going to dive in with like what actually works. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... 
toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. And now, based on suggestions from listeners of the What Fresh Hell podcast, here are some birthday party worst haiku. Teasing birthday girl. Gave her just a little shove. Compound fracture. Nice. Had no goodie bags. I can't leave without my bag. Bad rookie mistake. Cupcakes in the car with the keys. Both locked inside. Late to home party. Friend of birthday boy gets a front row seat and then throws up on the cake. Twelve kids in first grade go to paint some pottery. All is breakable. Party day. Ice storm. Baskin Robbins cakes show up. No kids. All for mom. Fight in parking lot. Words, then punches thrown. All for a one-year-old's cake. Yay! A water slide! Hot dispute in the splash zone. Birthday boy gets slapped. Mom taking a pic, capturing the birthday cake, sets her hair on fire. Cake has candles. Yum! Sophie puts one in her mouth to lick it. Wrong end. Kids in the ball pit. One lad points, says, Hey, guess what? My brother peed there. Too much Capri Sun. Puke, and then more Capri Sun. 
Amy. Yes. Birthday parties, if you must. Let's assume we're here to say, if you want to skip the birthday party, it's totally fine. And if you want to go... Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Attention must be paid. So if you want to like... You're right. Have a bearded man give your kid a dollar. That could be it. Yeah. You have to figure <laughs> out how to really make it work. And ha- it's right. very, very good correction because you don't want it to just be like, eh, we're not doing anything for you because that's right. Kids define everything in relation to themselves. And this is like, especially if you have a love measurer, but any kid is going to be like, my parents don't love me enough to do something for my birthday. And believe me, they've been to like the spa and video game bus parties. Like they know what can be done and they don't understand that those things cost a different amount of money. And so... You kind of have to like, you have to figure out what works. But it occurs to me that birthday parties are like weddings. I mean, they shouldn't be like weddings and that there's themes and, you know, per head and all that kind of stuff. But the most fun weddings that I have attended in my lifetime are not the most expensive or lavish weddings that I have attended. Not by a long shot, right? Those two things are sort of independent variables. And so I think... Yeah, like our true goal should be the funnest birthday party we can put together for our kids, which doesn't have to mean the most wild and crazy either. Just what really floats your kid's boat, I think. Yeah, and I think it's important to know what that is. Ashley and Emily both make this point. One of my kids likes birthday parties. Other one's an introvert who does not like birthday parties. And like, yeah, that's really fair. One of the kids wants friends over to hang out and, you know, do a big thing. And the other one wants a small family trip. And so that's good to talk about and introduce. And this is a good thing to talk about when it's not happening. What would your ideal birthday party be is a fun conversation to have when it's nobody's birthday. You know, I think you can start with the kid and then you can just keep it pretty simple. I remember when one of my kids, he was, he would have been three. He wanted a fish birthday party. That was what he was able to um, put into words for me. I want fish, fish birthday party. Okay, fine. Right. So I made a she cake and I put Swedish fish on it. That's because I'm not a cake decorator. And we didn't even take it out of the glass pan, you know, that I baked it in. Like, that was it. Threw some Swedish fish on it. It was a fish cake. And then we played, like, fishy songs, you know, by Raffi or whatever. And then the party favors were, like, bath toys, you know, of, of, like, little whales and dolphins and fish to take home. I know, I know, whales and dolphins aren't fish. Don't at me. (laughs) Don't at me. (laughs) Things that swim. It was a things that swim party. I mean, it was kind of half-baked, but that was what he wanted. It was a fish party, and he got to run with it. I didn't, you know, turn our house into a fishbowl or anything like that, but letting them come up with a theme and then making a very vague nod towards it. Like somebody pointed out, the theme is what's on the plate. The kid picks the theme. It's ratatouille, whatever. Fine. Get some ratatouille plates. That's the theme. Done. Absolutely. And as you say, it's marketing, right? Like this is your fish party. Look, it's fish. Mm -hmm. We're playing fish music Mm -hmm. and it's a fish... Not fish music like the band, like fish, like fish theme. That would have been good. Elizabeth makes a point that I think is worth considering. It's not that long. You start dropping them off at 11. So like if you've got a young kid and it feels like all you're doing is birthday parties, it doesn't last that long. And that is a good perspective. A five-year-old, first of all, they usually invite the whole class. Right. We wouldn't even talk about that. Because it's a correct thing to do, by the way. You can either be two best friends or you invite the whole class. But please, please, please do not invite specific kids or the whole gender of your kid yeah all one gender that's fine with me but that's why you're going to so many when they're little and that's good to keep in mind it doesn't last forever i've had this conversation sometimes with people who are like well we can't go to all of them we only go to like our kids favorite kids party 
just be careful with that too. If you're only selectively going to parties, just check in about that. There might be a kid who every parent is doing that and you don't know that kid, so you're not going, but maybe the reason you don't know them is that kid struggles or has other issues. Please don't be like, we don't have to go to that party because you don't know that kid very well because you don't want to end up in a situation where a kid has no one at their birthday party because everyone's like, we don't really know him that well. So be careful. Yep. Yep. Good point. I thought this was a good point too from Elizabeth. My friend grew up in a large and less well-off family across the street. My friend's family made all their parties gift-free so the neighbors could all attend without stress. Listen to this next sentence. Part of what parties teach our kids is how to host and include people. If that means offering carpools or forgoing gifts so the party is open to all, that's a good thing. What are we really trying to learn? Are we trying to be like, we have all the money in the world and therefore we can have the most fabulous party and it'll be fabulous? What are we trying to teach our kids with birthday parties? And I think, how do we include people? How do we make everyone feel welcome? I mean, the birthday party I remember most in the world is that I was desperately trying to get into the popular group in eighth grade. And I had one friend from elementary school who was kind of a weird kid who I used to make candles with. And like, she was a hippie, but she wasn't like my cool popular friends. And I had a birthday party and I didn't invite her. My parents sat me down and they were like, we really don't like this at all. This is really unattractive of you to do. And I still wake up in a cold sweat at like 3am at least once a year being like, I didn't invite her to my birthday party. And I did event end up inviting her. It went fine. But like parties are life lessons too. Life lessons about how to include people and also the role of plastic in our world, the role of merchandise and toys that have a very short shelf life. And that's why one of the things we talked a lot about on this thread was gift-free parties. Oh, yes. Gift-free parties for the party boy or girl. And then also you're talking about like goodie bags, party favors, free parties. Okay. If you're doing plastic goodie bags still, people in a plastic bag filled with plastic junk. No, no, no. Check yourself. I have some good ideas, some good alternatives. If you're going to do that, Katie says, full disclosure, I never did goodie bags. It wasn't a stance as much as I always forgot. And Karen says, I hate those. I hate that people don't RSVP, so I don't have enough. I hate it. I hate it. So They're horrible. There are plenty of reasons not to do them. But you can do alternatives. I will say I have done, I've tried alternatives and I got called on it by a kid. I did a second grade birthday party that was absolutely amazing. And for party favors at the end, I had a sort of like Encyclopedia Brown basket of books that everybody could take one on the way out. You know, one of the kids was like, where's the goodie bags? And I said, this is your party favor. It's a book you're supposed to get a bag of candy. And I was like, not at this party, you're not. <laughs> How very <laughs> yeah. dare you. But it can work. And you're like, listen, babe, I've stared down tougher ladies than you in my day. <sighs> it's like giving out toothbrushes, I guess. But there are some other, I have some plastic bag of stuff alternatives for you. Okay. One was, this might be better than the books. Crystal says, put out a basket of Beanie Baby stuffed animals and a sign that reads, adopt a friend. Everyone takes an animal on their way home. Very cute. She said, it's less time, costs the same. Somebody said, I do snacks in a bag. The kids can eat it on the way home and whatever's left goes in the lunch boxes the next day. I'll take it. Is it better than not having it? Is there something to be learned from the like, you don't get stuff when you go to somebody else's party? No, I don't care about that. I just am not organized. I don't do them. I don't believe in goodie bags. I believe that like I gave you cake and a slice of pizza and that's all I owe you, you little punk. And if people are like, where are the goodie bags? I'm like, we don't believe in those. Go home. <laughs> but I have no issue with people wanting to do something cute. Kelly did this. This I loved. She said, give out something that's usable and lasting. She had a Star Wars party for her son. 
Did she have a Darth Vader stripper who was being beaten by pool noodles? Because if not, no, she missed out. She didn't mention that, but she did say that he had like three, four guests. So she brought a four pack of Star Wars character T-shirts and a six pack of Star Wars socks. And everybody got a Star Wars T-shirt and Star Wars socks to take home. Bada bing, bada boom. But that's that's raising the game right there. I don't know. I'm not going there. I'm not going to T-shirt and socks for everybody. No, I used to save the party favor. I mean, granted, it's garbage. Granted, your kid forgets about it. But I used to save those and put them away. And then when we traveled, I would get them out. Like when the kid was bored on the flight or in the car, I'd be like, oh, what's this? And I'd pull out, you know, the plastic bag of nonsense. Yeah, the goodie bags. I want plastic free world. I'm against it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about gifts for parties, which is another thing. Let me tell you. Okay. Are you engaged in the great gift card exchange that begins happening in middle school? Like it's basically like, (sighs) here's your $25 Amazon gift card. Here's your $25. I mean, it's insane. I have a box of, please don't break into my house, but I probably have $400 worth of plastic gift cards. Like, And I just have to sit down <laughs> and sort them out and use them. I do like the idea of gift-free parties. But do you think it's like, does the kids start that or do you sort of encourage that? I think you strongly put it in the kid's path and then they have to buy in. I believe that. It's fine with me. I have a kid who is insane for stuff. He's just mad for the merch. He just loves things. And he's not going for it yet. And it's fine. I've talked to him about it. He will at some point. You know what I mean? Listen to the Ask Margaret because I talk a lot about this. We don't have to go through it. But basically, like, you could do half and half at first. You can say, bring a gift or a donation for the dog shelter because you love dogs so much and then go over and bring it there. I think you have to put that in the kid's path. I've definitely seen it done sometimes where it feels a lot like it's coming from the parent right? and that the kid is being made miserable by it. And I would not do that personally. You got to have the buy-in, but I'm all for putting gift free parties in your kid's path. Sarah suggested, which I love. She says, I wish the trend of a simple card with the child's age in dollar bills would take off. Mm. I also think you just do that. Just give the kid $7 bill. They'll be thrilled. Like opening a card where dollar bills fall out of it, like a kid will go insane. They'll be so happy. Nicole suggested a fiver party. I hadn't heard about this and this seemed great that everybody gives the kid five bucks because that's a fortune. I mean, yeah, so <laughs> we're adjusting for inflation. I got one dollar when I was seven. Okay, these kids should get five bucks. And then they can get the thing they really want, the Death Star Lego set or, you know, whatever it is. Or they put it in a savings account, right? You can don't have to spend it on nonsense. Or they can, you can say, okay, you got $80 or whatever. Now, what part of that should we give to the animal shelter? What point Mm. should we spend on something? It's like it gives you control over. And it's another way to start introducing that idea. And the other thing that people were really down for, had never heard of it and had never thought of it, Amy, was registries. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on that. And I think that you should definitely have it. And then maybe I think I wouldn't put it on the invitation, but I would have it available if anybody asked. Or do you think you just leave with the, like, here's what he wants? I think it's fine. Again, especially as kids get older. Mm -hmm. So now middle school parties, people are always like, oh, what is he into? What is he like? Because 12 year olds are into very specific things. So then it becomes like, what do they want? And I usually am like, we're trying to go to no (laughs) gifts. So, you know, and I I kind of am too mealy about it and then I mess it up. So I like the idea of either being like, actually, we're gift free or otherwise what happened at my most recent middle school birthday party is the eight people who came all bought a $25 gift card. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, then I just have a collection of gift cards. So I do like the idea of a wish list. And I think it's totally fine. I think it's fine on an evite to be like, no gifts are required. Everything is 
liked. And if you're looking for something specific, we, here's a link to our Amazon wish list, Target wish list, gift store. Like people were naming all these different places that has registries. Yes. I think it's helpful to people. And I think if you're like, make sure to clear our registry and get everything on it. I mean, you're wrong footed, but I think to basically say like, hey, if you're looking for ideas, here are things and then make sure everything on the registry is under 20 bucks. Yeah, because I, I think you're right. If I see, if a parent says to me that their seven-year-old doesn't want anything, I don't believe them. So I really would rather just get them something on the target registry that they want. That's why I think if you do gift free, you have to say, in lieu of gifts, please bring a blanket for the dog shelter. You have to give people another option because if, if I see no gifts, I'm bringing something. Yeah, exactly. I want to give a parting shot from Bronca. I just thought this was so funny. She said, I just want to say to the moms who repeatedly asked me year over year what the theme of my kids party was. I meant it when I said the theme of this birthday party is birthday party. That's the theme. <laughs> it doesn't have to be more than that. She and I roll at exactly the same frequency. Yeah. Here's a stick. Cake in an hour. Go have fun. Here's a stick. Go hit Darth <laughs> Vader. But don't hit him in the face because he's using that later on to make money. Listen, if you're the person with the eight-tiered cupcake thing and the whole house is tricked out in beautiful colors, I'm with you too. If that brings you joy, I salute you. And have no judgments. Yeah, at least more joy than stress, yep. right? Maybe a little less stress and a lot more joy, then it's all good. Exactly. Hey, if somebody wanted to know what they could get you, you could say, hey, go to bit.ly slash whatfreshmerch and get me just anything, anything from that. You could put that on your invitation for your next birthday party. As you can see, Amy, <laughs> right now, I am working on notes out of my A Thing and A Thing notebook. It is so fun to use. I have my What Fresh Hell laptop case. I have my Oldie Locks t-shirt, which I always get compliments on wherever I wear it. They're very soft. I have my Oldie Locks sweatshirt. I love it. Yeah. So go get some merch today. Buy a merch for your friend who's having a birthday party. <laughs> that eight-year-old birthday, your kid. Do a goodie bag full of What Fresh Hell merch. I think <laughs> we've really right. solved it now, Amy. That's right. All right, friends. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. So long. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.